Blog Talk Radio. Hey, uh, it's time for Helping Behaviorally Challenging Students. Dr. Ross Green here coming to you from the offices of Lives in the Balance here in Portland, Maine. Um, You know, this is what we do every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We see if we can help people in schools help behaviorally challenging students. And... um, well, let's see. I think we have Anytown Elementary on the line, and that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be having a conversation with the good folks at Element- Anytown Elementary School, a school that has been trying to implement solving problems collaboratively. And um, let's see who we have today. It's always an adventure with Anytown because I often don't communicate with them ahead of time. How are you, Anytown? We're great. Thank you. It's uh, Susan, hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I've got our counselor in here and one of our child care workers as well. Great. So um, here's the bad news. I couldn't get your example of Plan B to play. Oh, no. And so Are you I able don't to have... get the, um, the ALSAP? Now that I have to look again for, but hang on one second. Sure. Let's see if I can find the ALSAP. Just a sec. It's in the Dropbox. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. We're excited. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I think this is the one. Okay. I don't think so, but hang on one second. Okay. I'm going to try again. It's called Folder B, yes? I think that's it, yeah. Uh, the answer is no, but I'll tell you what, I would like to go over that. Can you all email that to me real quick? Uh, what, the ALSIP? Yes. Oh, um, okay. Um, hmm, uh, we've had a bit of problem with computers here. Uh, I, I sent it to you from, from my home computer. Uh, but you've got it on yours, uh, Ruth. Um, well, here's the deal. You know what? Instead of you sending it to me, I don't actually have to see it. Okay. This this was about a particular student who shall remain nameless, of course. Yeah. As shall you all. And this was your effort to use the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems to identify the lagging skills and unsolved problems of a particular student in your building, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear about some of the lagging. Let's let's start with some lagging skills of this student. Do you want to tell us the? This is we know that this is Anytown Elementary, so we know that this is an elementary age student. Want to divulge the? grade of the student? Right. So, Ross, I'm just going to run and get the file, okay? 
I'll be back in a, in a, in about one minute. Sure, no worries. Um, we'll have to do a better job of communicating beforehand. This kind of sneaks up on me as well. But I think we'll make today an ALSEP day and then see if there's a way for us to get the Plan Bs that I was sent to play. Um, because when I tried to open them, I'm being told that there is the need for another program, uh, and that's why they're not playing. And then we have outstripped my technological expertise in terms of getting them to play. How are you all doing in general? Good. Did you all have vacation last week like we did in many places here in the States? No, ours was February 11th. I don't know why our province is different than the rest of the provinces of Canada, but... Um, well, I'm not in a province of Canada, so that may explain it, but uh, it could be that you're different from other provinces in Canada as well. So we did enjoy that. that it was called Family Day here. Good. Um, so what we'll do today is we're going to go through, as I often do when I'm working with schools, the <laughs> list of lagging skills. Right. See what you all came up with for this student. And, of course, the goal of looking at lagging skills is to get a, well, to see the student through the prism of lagging skills instead of a whole bunch of other things that are frequently said about behaviorally challenging students. And then we are going to pay particularly close attention to the unsolved problems, especially in terms of how they're worded. And the good news is I don't have to have it in front of me to hear it. Um, I can just hear it, and we okay. can fine-tune them as we go along. Are you ready? Yep. Let's start with some lagging skills of this student. Which, which ones did you all endorse as being applicable to this particular student? Uh, well, the, the very first one was a, uh, a major issue for him, the uh, difficulty handling transitions shifting from one mindset or task to another. Good to know. What else did you come up with? And by the way, as we are listening to these lagging skills, I'm hoping that the people listening to this program will try to remain cognizant of how much more informative it is to know a student's lagging skills than it is to know a student's psychiatric diagnosis. Does this student have any psychiatric diagnoses? Uh, not at this point, although we, okay. we, ha we are... We've just written a letter uh, uh, to uh, on the, the mother asked us to write a letter on her behalf to the uh, a pediatrician to start that assessment process. But he, he doesn't have any formal diagnosis at this point. Okay, and uh, here's the cool part: you can have lagging skills and unsolved problems whether you have a psychiatric diagnosis or not. So mm -hmm. we'll bear that in mind. Let's hear some others. Okay. Uh, difficulty persisting on challenging or tedious tasks. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, for do you, you want to hear some, some of these sort of unsolved problems uh, as they relate to this? I thought that we would uh, – we're going to go back. Um, okay. We're definitely going to go back. To, we're sure. just trying to get a little bit of a flavor for the okay. students at the moment. Okay, difficulty considering the likely outcomes or consequences of actions. Also, uh, difficulty considering a range of solutions to a problem. Uh, and also expressing concerns, needs, or thoughts in words. 
Um, difficulty managing emotional response to frustration so as to think rationally. Um, there's actually very few that we haven't checked off for this. Okay, young so man. that's so th- this yeah. kid is lacking a lot of skills, and yeah. irrespective of psychiatric diagnosis, this kid, and irrespective of whether this kid has a psychiatric diagnosis, he, I'm assuming, needs our help. Yes. Fair. Yes. He let's hear about does. some of the. Let's hear about some of the unsolved problems that you found were associated with each of those lagging skills. Okay. So, for example, uh, difficulty tr- uh, handling transitions. Um, we were trying to be as specific as possible, um, and one example of an unsolved problem in that area would be um, right before recess, uh, which is a 15-minute break around 10.30 in the morning, he um, he really he gets obsessed with becoming the first person to stand at the door to go outside, and he it's he will he will just drop everything that he's doing uh, and basically run to the door. And it doesn't matter right. so whether what he's you just finished or half finished or whatever. He just so jams okay. everything into his his his, uh, his desk, and there he is. And he, and if he has to step on a few people on the way to get to that door, he'll do that too. Okay. So what you just described is a behavior. Yes. What we're going to try to do, and I don't know if you did it this way or not, but this can be a major impediment to getting problems solved. We are going to try to word these unsolved problems in accordance with some guidelines. Are you ready? Yep. And this is the hard part. We're going to try to start our unsolved problems with the word difficulty. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to leave maladaptive behaviors out of the unsolved problems because we have replaced those maladaptive behaviors with the word difficulty. Difficulty is much more neutral than the maladaptive behaviors themselves. Also, the maladaptive behaviors are actually not the unsolved problem. The unsolved problem is whatever problem is setting in motion the maladaptive behaviors in the first place. Uh So, plus... One other point. In the introduction to the empathy step, it starts with, I've noticed that, and ends with, what's up? And if we throw a kid's challenging behavior at him, we greatly reduce the likelihood that the kid will actually participate and divulge information. Mm -hmm. And so... We want to leave the maladaptive behavior out of the unsolved problem and be very specific about what expectation the student is having difficulty meeting. This is the hard part of completing the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems. So one one other thing that's really hard about this is is that many of us, lots of folks in schools included, were trained to be specific about behavior. And the ALSIP is retraining us to be specific about the unsolved problems that are giving rise to those behaviors. 
So I know this is a very long-winded look at the guidelines, and I haven't even finished the guidelines yet, but um, this is very important as it relates to trying to help kids provide us with the information we need so as to understand their concern or perspective on a given unsolved problem. Let me give you a few other guidelines because this is the hard part. Unsolved problems are also free of adult theories. Adult theories about why the unsolved problem exists, we don't need them. And you didn't do this in your description on this first unsolved problem, but anytime you're tempted to write the word because into the unsolved problem, don't continue. Do not pass go. Uh, Because tells us that we are trying to explain something that we are not actually trying to explain. We are simply trying to document the unsolved problems. So note that the goal of the meeting is not to explain anything. The goal mm-hmm. of the meeting is to identify lagging skills and unsolved problems. Right. Guideline number three. The unsolved problem is split, not clumped. Meaning, we don't want to go with vague, global, unsolved problems. We want to go with highly specific unsolved problems. Um, so, for example, the example I always use in my talks these days, difficulty writing would be a very global unsolved problem. So if we were to say in the empathy step, in the intro to the empathy step with a student, I've noticed that you're having difficulty writing what's up. Um He's now got to think about all of the assignments he's having difficulty writing on. We are assuming when we say it that way that he's having difficulty writing for the exact same reason under all circumstances, which is usually incorrect. So we want to split those. Each circumstance in which the student is having difficulty writing would be its own separate unsolved problem. And that, too, greatly increases the likelihood that a student will participate and talk and provide us with information. I find that when we clump, we greatly increase the likelihood of responses like, I don't know, or nothing at all. So now, let's take that first unsolved problem and try to word it. Beginning with the word difficulty, leaving the challenging behaviors out, leaving out any adult theories, and splitting instead of clumping. Do you want to give it a try? Sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is pretty close to what we did ask him. Um, We asked him, uh, you know... Well, now let's just hear the wording of the unsolved problem, beginning with the word difficulty. Oh, okay. So uh, he's having difficulty completing his work. No, Um, no, what about the one about lining up? Well... The expectation in that situation is for him to to complete his work, and so he's getting up and leaving it and running to the door to line up. So the the expectation mm. that he's not meeting is uh, is just either completing his work or putting his materials away in in a fashion that he could find them again. That's what he's okay. having difficulty. Well, and here's the interesting thing. We may actually have several different unsolved problems there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so let me understand: is he lining up when he's not supposed to be? Uh, yeah, before he's supposed to be. Yeah. So he's lining up before he's supposed to be. This is an interesting one. Lining up before he's supposed to be is probably actually the undesirable behavior, isn't it? So the unsolved problem isn't really related to how he's lining up. It's related to the fact that he is supposed to be completing work and isn't supposed to be lining up at all. Is that accurate? Yeah. I mean, he's not lining up too much before he's supposed to be, but uh, but it is, yeah. The, 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 the expectation mm-hmm. that he's not meeting is, is, is not getting his work completed or at least put away neatly. On the other hand, though, as I'm thinking about this, and this is this is the beauty of doing this in a meeting, is it really helps us get a much clearer sense of the different, distinct expectations the student is having difficulty meeting. It actually does sound to me like lining up is an individual bona fide unsolved problem all by itself because um, he's lining up before he's supposed to be, yes? Right. So I might run with difficulty waiting until it's time to line up. Now, at the moment, that's feeling a little clumped to me, so we'll come back to it, but I'll tell you one that is definitely clumped. Difficulty completing work. Is having difficulty completing all work, in which case that would be clumped, is he having difficulty completing specific assignments, in which case it would still be clumped? What's he, what work is he having difficulty completing? Well, uh, as it turns out, he has that difficulty in a number of different areas. One is math, and another one uh, is whenever there's a writing assignment, uh, and also when he's uh, drawing, uh, doing well, anything that involves art. So, uh, so and when we did be... talk about him, we we specifically talked about, um, I can't remember at this point now whether it was math or drawing, but we we kept it to one, one area, one specific unsolved problem. Good. And if we wanted to be really uh, have our T's crossed and I's dotted on this, we'd want to list each um, instance in which he's having difficulty completing work as a separate unsolved problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so difficulty completing math, that would certainly be split from difficulty completing writing assignments. I will say there may be even additional splitting that could be done on that, um, on both of those, uh, it, if we wanted to be specific about what math he's having difficulty completing. And instead of assuming that he's having trouble completing all math, um, what math? So we could split that even further, believe it or not. We could make it even more specific. Um, so good. That that's at least three unsolved problems related to difficulty completing work. Um, is he always going to the line before it's time for everybody to line up, or only after certain assignments? Um, the the assignments that are happening happening immediately before uh, recess, lunch, and the end of the day. Uh, there's th- those three different areas. He has the same difficulty, or very similar difficulty, in all three of them. Believe but, it or uh, not, you're right? They do need to be examined separately. Well, believe it or not, I would split that because 
I don't want to operate on the assumption, believe it or not, that he's having difficulty lining up with the other kids for the same reason under all three circumstances. And so here's the interesting thing. He may be having difficulty lining up with the other kids for the same reason under all three circumstances, but we're going to split it early on so that we're only asking him about one of them. And that's going to make it easier for him to provide us with information about that one. Uh Once he's he's given us that information about that one, which was made easier by the fact that we split it, we can then find out if it's clumpable by asking him, now that we have a clear sense about what's getting in his way on difficulty lining up with the other kids after completing a certain assignment, we can ask him if the reason he's having difficulty lining up under that circumstance is similar to why he's having difficulty lining up under another circumstance with the other kids. And the answer, of course, will either be yes or no. Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, then we'll find out if this can be clumped, and then it might be okay to clump. But we're going to split early because, number one, it makes it easier for the kid to talk about a specific example of him having difficulty lining up with the other kids and because we can always clump later if we need to if we clump early we make it harder for the kid to talk about it so the rule of thumb here is split early find out if you can clump later right make sense yep good now you mentioned one other and i've forgotten it that um you Uh, were going to that was related to this issue. What was the third part of it? The drawing? You, you mean the, uh, the, situ- the situation where he's having difficulty getting his work completed or put away neatly? Well, that was the drawing. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Putting his work away neatly. Yeah. That actually sounds different to me as an unsolved problem than mm. lining up with the other kids. And it sounds different to me than difficulty completing different work. Putting his things away sounds like a different unsolved problem to me. So I would split that off from the rest of them. Right. That makes sense? Yep. So here we it seemed to have started with one that had multiple components, and we have since split it into, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhood of six, seven, eight different unsolved problems. And although that is going to make our list of unsolved problems significantly longer, well, our our list of unsolved problems is long. Um, Why clump them when it's just going to make it harder for the kid to talk about them? Let's split them. He does have seven or eight different unsolved problems. Now, he may not have that many. We'll find out if some of them are clumpable once we get a good handle on one of them. All this makes sense? Yeah. Great. Shall we move on? Did you have others related to difficulty making transitions? Um, that's, uh, I, I think that was, that captures uh, a big part of it. Good. Want to move on to another lagging skill and tell us an unsolved problem that was associated with it? Sure. Um, I'm just thinking about which ones we kind of focused on in the end. Um, one of the uh, areas that we uh, focused in and 
later conversations was the difficulty expressing his concerns, needs, or thoughts in words. Let's hear um, about that one. And um, are you wondering about the unsolved problem part? Uh, it's always, yes. Okay. So he was he was having... Uh, uh, he has difficulty uh, expressing what, what's going on for him uh, b- before challenging behavior happens. Um, and we've made quite a bit of progress on that since we did the LSEP. But uh, that was the... He, he would have that concern... Um, he would have that difficulty um, in a number of different situations in the classroom. And, and can you can you try to state it with the word difficulty in front of it? Uh, yeah, he would he would have difficulty expressing that he was angry. All right. So now here's here's what we're going to do with that one. Are you ready? Yeah. Because we want to be solving problems not only collaboratively but proactively. Mm. We actually would rather know what unsolved problems are making him angry Mm -hmm. rather than have there be an unsolved problem about something that's already in the heat of the moment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we could make that its own unsolved problem, difficulty. I'm not sure how we would put it, but... Well, what what ended up happening when when we took that... Um, we we were able to ask him, um, you know, you you appeared uh, you appeared to be angry, Tom. That's not his real name, but Tom, you appeared to be angry. But what was what was making it difficult for you to to let us know? Um, and then the conversation went on from there. Well, and so here's my question: What was making him angry? Because my bet is that a particular unsolved problem was making him angry. Uh, yes, that's true. And and what, what we were able to get into problem? what that was, yeah. You, you you did or you did not? Yeah, we did. Good. Can, can you divulge what it was that was the unsolved problem that was making him angry? Sure. Uh, I mean, there's been a number of them, but one in particular was that he had he had been involved in a soccer game um this was at during the lunch period and uh he felt like the rules were not being followed and he he wanted the rules to be changed and he tried to get uh, the apparent leader of the team i mean it's it's a this is an unsupervised game right uh he tried to ask the other person to change the rules and the other person wouldn't and he became very upset about that, and he felt that uh, he wasn't being listened to, and it wasn't fair, and um, so, so we were if able I was to, to... If I was to word that unsolved problem, it would be difficulty when feeling that the rules of the game weren't being followed during, and then I'd want to be specific about when that was. When was that? I, I forgot that part. Oh, during a soccer game? 
during a soccer game. That would be the unsolved problem. We'd leave the what he did about it and the fact that the person who was overseeing things wouldn't change the rules in accordance with his expectations out of the unsolved problem, because that's sort of the aftermath. Mm -hmm. But the unsolved problem itself, it seems to me, unless I'm wrong about this, was that he was having difficulty when he felt the rules of the game were not being followed in soccer. Is that accurate? Yep. That's the unsolved problem. Now, here's the interesting thing. If that's what he was mad about, and we're going to be trying to solve that problem proactively. Yes. Um, I'm wondering about the fate of the unsolved problem that he has difficulty letting people know what's bothering him when he's mad. And the whole point here is to... The reason I'm a little uncomfortable with that unsolved problem is because we want to be proactive about the problem solving as often as possible. Mm-hmm. And when we're, if we do an unsolved problem like difficulty expressing himself when he's mad, he's mad under a whole variety of circumstances, each one of those circumstances representing an unsolved problem. I'd rather talk with him about each of those unsolved problems that are making him mad proactively than I would talk to him about the fact that he's having trouble expressing himself once he's mad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah, make sense? When we went to talk to him after, uh, we did keep it specific to specific situations because the, there are a number of situations where he has difficulty expressing his his needs. Got it. Each of those would be separate unsolved problems. Right. We, we really want to bend over backwards to make the unsolved problems as proactive as possible. Uh-huh. Good. Let's hear some more. Want to pick another lagging skill and the unsolved problems that are associated with it? Okay. Um, let me see. Um, difficulty empathizing with others, appreciating another person's perspective or point of view. Let's hear an unsolved problem associated with that one. Um, it would be where he's he he's had difficulty um, understanding that another person might not want him to. Uh, get too close to them. Ah. So now, here's what's interesting. Yes, we started with the word difficulty. There's a bit of a... I get the idea here, but Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how sure we are that he's having difficulty understanding that. If if we're not sure, and Mm -hmm. by sure I mean he has stated it. We've, We've... we know this to be true, then that would go down as a theory, and we'd want to leave the word understanding out, mm-hmm. because we don't know if that's why he's having trouble mm-hmm. understanding how close people are comfortable with him being to them. And right. some people write that one in a little bit more of a vague way. This is a hard one to word sometimes. I like your wording. 
sometimes people put difficulty um, with with spacing between himself and others. Uh-huh. And sometimes if the kid is putting hands on people, they'll put difficulty keeping hands and feet to self. But your right. wording, I liked it, except for the fact that there was a bit of a theory in there. Hmm. Let's try to word it without the word understanding in there. Um... He has difficulty um, allowing others to solve their own problems. Is that is that the same one? Uh, well, it's it's related. It's it is the same one. Yeah. Let, let's hear that one because I thought we were talking about something completely different. Okay. What happens? Uh, do you want to hear what the behavior is or not? Mm, uh, I don't know if I need to hear what the behavior is, but if okay. if if, if, I'll, if I'll it's part of the discussion, great. Yeah, uh, he has difficulty um, keeping distance from others who are upset. Keeping distance from others who are upset. And need and need space. All right, um, you better let, let's be a little bit more specific so we can get our arms around that one. What's happening there? Um, you you have another. I'll just give you an overview. You have uh, and this there are a number of specific examples of this, but the general uh, situation is that uh, a child is having another child is having difficulty and uh, wanting to be alone, and he will have difficulty allowing the other child to be alone. So the other child wants to be alone? Uh, Yes. And he's having difficulty letting the kid be alone? Right. Difficulty... Hmm, that's a hard one to word, isn't it? Hmm. Difficulty leaving other kids alone when they want to be left alone. Of course, when we're talking about specific situations, it's it would be, you know, using the other person's name and uh, that's right. The fact that they were situated in a certain spot in the classroom and and uh, Tom was having difficulty uh, just allowing that person to be alone and solve their problem themselves. Just out of curiosity, what was Tom doing while this Tom was going Tom is right into that person's face and, and, and saying, what's happening? What's going on? Mm-hmm. In a way that's not appreciated? Uh, well, yeah. If somebody wants to be alone, I can imagine that that would not be appreciated. My, my, is this a chronic thing that comes up? Yes. With it's some chronic. degree of frequency? Yes. So here's a here's one possibility for wording that one rather than listing this is another option. 
on that one rather than listing every instance in which he has had difficulty leaving someone alone when they've wanted to be left alone. We could put difficulty leaving others alone when they want to be left alone, comma, for example, when Joey was upset um, over the missed recess the other day. And that would at least be specific enough to get him into the file, the folder, if you will, right. so he'd know what we were talking about. We could, yeah. we could go that route. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that the wording on that one is is pretty good. Let's do mm -hmm. one more. Just, okay. So well, all I'm doing here is seeing if we can stick with the guidelines um, that are, number one, helpful to adults to help us get a real specific handle on the expectations the student is having trouble meeting. But number two, very useful in terms of increasing the likelihood that the student will actually participate in the process and provide us with the information that we're looking for. Let's do one more, but one more lagging skill and an unsolved problem associated with it. Okay, um, another one that came up uh, was the, the um, difficulty seeing the grays, concrete, okay. general, black and white thinking. Yeah. And um, one of the specific areas where that was of concern was that he has, um, and this is predictable, uh, he has difficulty... Um, sort of adapting to uh, any kind of change, I mean, which just makes it similar, the difficulty deviating from rules and routines, this next one. but uh, that's, that's fine. Actually, the same, multiple lagging skills could be contributing to the same unsolved problem. That's yeah. fairly So he typical. has difficulty adapting to changes that have been initiated by someone else in the routine. All right. So, as you as you would might imagine, I'm about to say, what am I about? Well, let's not have a, let's not imagine. What am I going to say about that unsolved problem as it presently stands? Uh, you you talking about a specific situation that we would be talking to him about? Well, uh, that at the moment is clumped. Mm -hmm. Let, let's see if we can split it and make it more specific. Under what are the specific instances in which he is? Um, having difficulty adapting, as we're calling it. Right. So uh, a specific example of that would be where the teacher has had to alter the routine and gym is ah. going to be happening at a different time than it normally does. Okay. Having so, difficulty adapting to that change. Well, and I wouldn't put difficulty adapting. We don't even need that part. Difficulty when the timing of gym changes from the norm, or however you want to word it with the student. But what right. he's having, so difficulty adapting, we don't know if that's really what's going on. Oh. We'll find out when mm -hmm. we do the empathy step with him. Right. And I understand that difficulty adapting could just be sort of common language about, well, difficulty adapting would be sort of a um, fudging of the behavior. We're not naming the behavior exactly, but we've got sort of a uh, term that kind of 
encompasses the behavior. But the, the good news is we don't have to decide what term we need. We don't need it. Difficulty mm-hmm. when Jim is at a different time than usual is an unsolved yeah. problem. Whether he's having difficulty adapting to that or not, or whether there's some other reason that he's having difficulty with it, uh, difficulty adapting would actually be a theory. What he's really having difficulty with is um, difficulty when the timing of Jim is different than usual. Right. Good? Yep. That's the LSUP. Now, one other thing I should mention before we end for today that comes up when people are completing the LSUP is that sometimes they get hung up on which lagging skill best explains a given unsolved problem. And we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. We actually, while it is true that we are covering lagging skills, and if, if we believe that a particular lagging skill applies to a particular student, we are then thinking of the unsolved problems that are associated with that lagging skill, and we are not stopping after just one unsolved problem. We are getting at least four or five, whatever you know, whatever we can get, because these are all unsolved problems that, that need to be solved. We then don't need to spend any time sitting there saying, yeah, but is that one better explained by that lagging skill? We don't need to do that. As I mentioned earlier, not that you were doing that, the same unsolved problem can have multiple lagging skills that are contributing to it. And we don't want to put our energy and time in the meeting into discussing which lagging skill it is. First of all, it could be several. Secondly, we've actually already accomplished in our meeting what we want to accomplish. We have discussed a lagging skill and agreed that this that the lagging skill seems to apply to this student, and we have made a connection between lagging skills and unsolved problems. I find that when we discuss lagging skills and unsolved problems separately, in other words, the wrong way to use the assessment of lagging skills and unsolved problems is to go down the entire list of lagging skills first and then go back to unsolved problems or to do the in, or to do unsolved problems first and then go back and think about the skills that a child is lacking it makes the connection between the lagging skills and unsolved problems much less clear and so for a variety of reasons it's actually much better practice to one lagging skill if it's endorsed the unsolved problems that are associated with that lagging skill, but without putting any time into, yeah, but is that unsolved problem better explained by another lagging skill? We've already accomplished the mission. This kid's lacking skills. This kid has unsolved problems. And Mm -hmm. that's really all we're trying to accomplish in this meeting. Yeah. Those points less for because of what you all were doing with it and more just to pass the word along to the people who will be listening to this program. Mm-hmm. Any last-minute things we should cover? We've got about a minute and a half left. Any last-minute things that we should cover? And we will try to figure out how we can get me to listen to that plan B, but any last-minute things, and we'll do the plan B the next time because we'll make sure that we have something that I can actually listen to the next time. Anything that we should cover before we're done for today? Uh, I don't – not too much. I, I think it's still an ongoing challenge to uh, – like there are – as in most um, organizations, there are some people that that don't necessarily believe in this approach. Um, 
they they don't see a child's behavior as the result of uh, uh, some kind of developmental delay or lagging skills. So they're seeing the behavior as intentional and um, and uh, taking the adult taking it personally. So it's that's an ongoing challenge and. Um, it's the great divide, as I call it, the great divide, the, to the, where the where the two roads part, and yeah. which road we end up traveling down, intentional, purposeful, willful, um, mm-hmm. or lagging skills and unsolved problems. But we'll be we'll be continuing to work on that as we continue our work together. Y- y'all will have to let me know if you're available in two weeks. Next week is an educators panel day, but let's right. call it a day for today. Thank good. you so okay, much for we'll doing let you know this. about two weeks from now. Very good. Thanks, Ross. Thanks. Back next week with the Educators Panel. Take care.